Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Support Wrestle Talk. Give us a subscribe. Hey everybody, I'm John Cena. Hey, it's professional wrestler Colt Boom Boom Gabbana. Hey, I'm Double J Jeff here. This is Rich Swan, Matt Riddle, the King of Rose. Support Wrestle Talk. Support Wrestle Talk. Support Wrestle Talk. Do it, bro. Support Ollie. Support Luke. Support Wrestle Talk. Support Wrestle Talk. Home of Luke Owen. Whatever Wrestle Talk is, and whoever Luke Owen is, both the Ravens. Nevermore. Wrestle Talk. Hello and welcome to the WrestleTalk podcast. I am Luke Owen and I'm joined by Denise Salcedo. How's it going, Denise? Howdy, Luke Owen. Oh, crikey, what's all this? What's this voice? I thought I'd switch it up. <laughs> <laughs> did it Did it work out for you? Did you enjoy the switch? No, up? I did it. It hurt my throat. <laughs> I'm, I mean, I just wanted to give you an introduction because Sean gave you the jobber entrance. Did you part. see that? Oh, that I was really you. sad. I was just sitting there like for like 20 <laughs> minutes, just like waiting for an introduction. <laughs> and I was like, I don't really need one, but I was like, I just kind of feel weird. <laughs> <laughs> right. Let's get into the main show itself. Who should win the 2021 Royal Rumbles? Here is the show. It's going pretty well. Glad to be back here once again. How are uh, you? Peyton Royce is, I'm very well, thank you. Peyton Royce's new best friend. I know. Oh, my God. I was so happy when I got that interview. It was so much fun. I mean, it was like 13 minutes long because I only get like 15 minutes. But still, it's like, hey, I get what I can get and we'll make it work. So it was really fun to chat with her. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah, it's so cool. Uh, go check that out uh, over on Denise's channel. Uh, go check her out on Twitter as well. Denise, that is, not Peyton Royce. Although you're probably already checking out Peyton Royce. <laughs> hey, check, no, sorry, I'm going to rephrase that. Checking out Peyton Royce's Twitter, not checking out Peyton Royce on Twitter. Phrasing. <laughs> yeah, your phrasing came off like you're checking out Peyton Royce because she's know. like gorgeous and whatnot, which I'm sure people already are, but oh, that's man. exactly how it came out. But Check out Peyton. Wait, now I'm already confused. <laughs> Let's move on from this. I have an interview with Peyton. I have an interview with Peyton Royce. You can check it out on my YouTube channel. Oh my god, that's what Luke what wanted to say. This is what happens when I record before seven a.m. and I haven't had a cup of tea yet. Uh, anyway, right. So we're going to talk about the 2021 Royal Rumble. It is this weekend. Uh, it is uh, for me. It's the most exciting time of the year to be a wrestling fan. Like WrestleMania, obviously, is always exciting because it's WrestleMania, but. 
this is the pay-per-view I'm always the most excited for every single year. It's the road to WrestleMania officially, and it is the most exciting pay-per-view of the year. Um, I'm excited to watch. You know, it's going to be very different because I'm not having my normal Royal Rumble party that I normally do. Uh, But it's still going to be a good time to, you know, just chill and watch the show and see who's actually going to win. Because I know we talked briefly about this last week that, hey, we don't have a clear-cut winner for this year's Royal Rumble. So it's really going to be a mystery. It is, yeah. I, yeah, as we said last week, this is the first Rumble I can think of in quite a while where it's like, I still, we did our prediction show on Wednesday and I still don't really know. Like I've heard now multiple arguments from multiple people of who's going to win the Rumbles and I still don't know. Like I was filling out my Wrestle League form and I was like, I've written down Edge to win the men's and Flair to win the women's, but I'm unconvinced by both of those. Wait, you think Charlotte Flair will win the women's again? I got a, I, there's a feeling in the back of mind, like my, th- my feeling is it's either her or Alexa Bliss. Like those are the two names that are jumping out to me as potential winners. Oh, we're totally on opposite because mine was Rhea Ripley and Bianca Belair. And if not them, I would go with Bailey. Yeah. I mean, a lot of people in our comments were saying that Rhea was like, like surely destined to if win. If she Rumble were to win, like it would just give, I feel like it would give the wrestling community so much hope that they're actually giving it to somebody that's career could like change overnight with this win. Uh, and I feel like we don't always get that. And that's kind of what I'm really loving about this year's Rumble. Like you said that you got Bianca Bella and Rhea Ripley, which a few people have got, but I've got Alexa Bliss and Charlotte Flair. Adam was on the stream saying that he is convinced that Ronda Rousey is winning this year's Royal So we're Rumble. all so different. How did this happen? I don't know. It's it's either a combination of, it's either WWE have done a great job of making us think that it could be anyone, or they've done such a poor job of making anyone look credible that literally anyone could win it at this point. I think it might be the second option. <laughs> <laughs> like if we're just being realistic, it might be the second option. Because if you think about it, yours are like people that you think that they would select to win. Versus mine are people that I would like to win so that their career could get started. And then Adams is somebody that's essentially already made. Yeah. And I, it's, I've been trying to think of like what WrestleMania matches could you do? And like, you know, there was that WrestleVotes report that it's um, like Edge versus The Fiend was a potential match that could happen at Mania. Maybe a mixed tag. So like Fiend and Bliss versus Edge and Beth Phoenix. Or it could be they might do Edge versus Randy Orton, which they've also been talking about to like, you know, to finish off this year's WrestleMania, finish off that trilogy of matches over the title. But there's also, you know, what's Roman going to do? Flair, I was thinking like, oh, man, Flair Asuka seems like that's pretty much set, but that doesn't Mm -hmm. feel like that's going anywhere at the moment. Bliss feels like this anomaly that has to be doing something around the title. And then there's also the Lacey Evans thing. And someone like it was posed on the prediction show that a a potential WrestleMania match could be rick flair and lacey evans versus charlotte flair and andrade no i don't think i would want that like i hate to be like you know a hater but i don't i'm not interested in that like if you're gonna do a mixed tag match i don't necessarily want it to be the fallout from something that happened at the royal rumble you get it like i want the royal rumble to lead to a hot singles match not a mixed tag match because I've seen mixed tag matches more as something that you get on the pre-show or at the top of the card, a filler match, whatever. Not necessarily, I'm not thinking main event status here with with a mixed tag team match. 
yeah so there's i think there's a lot of potentials that could happen here but let's look at the i mean and we sh- i want to point out now and it's been said on this show you and uh sean say this a lot on the fightful post raw review betting odds don't mean much like they they pretty much mean diddly diddly. i don't even look yeah. at those when people talk about that i'm like you guys look at that i don't even look at those yeah, I mean, and that's kind of like that's where I'm gathering my data from today. But I do want to put my cards on the table here and be like, this doesn't mean a lot. This is just what the betting numbers are saying at the moment. But the betting numbers don't mean anything until like an hour before the show, because that's when the smart money comes in. And that's when like the people who are backstage who are putting money, who are putting bets on these things, that's when like that is probably when the betting in odds will tell us anything that we need to know. But the current favorite to win the Royal Rumble, and this is based on uh, the betting odds, this is based on the feedback that we've had on our channel as well, is that Daniel Bryan is the current favorite to win the Men's Royal Rumble, followed by Edge, Brock Lesnar, Keith Lee, and Big E. Now, Lesnar is one that is in there that's come off the back of the Goldberg return, because Goldberg came back to face Drew McIntyre, and there are now people who are thinking that Goldberg's going to win the title at um, at the Royal Rumble. Brock Lesnar wins the Royal Rumble, and we do Goldberg-Lesnar at WrestleMania over the title again. No, I don't think so. I don't think Goldberg's winning the bout. I think if it, they could go that route with Brock Lesnar, come, if let's just say Brock Lesnar were to come back and win the Rumble, why can't they do a rematch with him and Drew McIntyre? Exactly. Yeah, I can like, see it I, going that direction. That direction would also make much sense to me. And then uh, in terms of who were the other options? Was, what, what did you say? Biggie? Or... We've got, we got, got Brian, Edge, Keith Lee, and Biggie. Keith Lee and Biggie. I feel like the ship, I, I just don't feel like Vince is necessarily all that crazy about them to give them this. So that's why I'm kind of have them out here. Daniel Bryan, I think that he's just like the one that he's like the safe choice. And then, yeah, um, yeah. who am I missing? I'm missing somebody. And there was Brock Lesnar as well, which we've already talked oh, about. Already talking about I, him. I, I agree with you. The Keith Lee, I feel like, an, is an outside choice at the moment. I just don't think, like, he's got, like, he's got zero momentum behind him to, like, lead him into a Royal Rumble victory. It's surprising, actually, that AJ is not part of that list, considering that, like, the, the story that they've been telling with AJ on Raw is that he's got this, like, he's 12-1 and one or whatever it is since he came to Raw, and he's on this, like, winning streak. But yet he's one of those guys that's going into the Rumble that not many people are talking about as a potential winner. Well, I still have my prediction that, I don't know, I don't know, but I feel like we might be seeing AJ Styles, Triple H. Like, that's still my, like, prediction into what is actually going to be happening with, with excuse me, with with AJ Styles. So I do see it going that direction for him, but yeah, who I, knows? That'd be great. I, AJ, Triple H, I think it'd be an amazing match. And now that we know there's actually going to be people, this is a possibility, because if there wasn't yeah. any people, I was, I was Triple H ain't going to be rest, wasting a good WrestleMania entrance on no people in there but the Thunderdome people. I think Triple H is probably mad that he had to have a match inside the Thunderdome in front of no fans. And he but wasn't he even it's a last-minute thing. I know, he has to wrestle in a t-shirt because he was not ready. And then also, like, have a, such a silly ending. Oh, <laughs> Whatever. What can you do? So uh, I I really like Daniel Bryan to win, um, just because it's Daniel Bryan and like. But like, I, I think Sean said this to you on one of your shows recently that like, yeah, Daniel Bryan would be a good win, but Daniel Bryan was the best win in 2015. Like that was the time for Daniel Bryan to win. I don't think in 2021 now is the time for him to win. It almost feels like yeah, like he kind of said with with Biggie. I feel like the, like 
like uh, sorry keith lee rather because keith lee had that momentum coming in beating randy orton but now that ship has sailed and he's flattened out and i feel like daniel bryan's in a similar position now where like you know 2015 he was at the top of the mountain but now i feel like he is he is at a level of popularity but is not that same level that it once was I feel like now people would they would still be happy just because he has the respect from the fans. And it's really that's what it is for me. Like if Daniel Bryan were to win, I wouldn't I don't think I'd pop exactly like I did last year for Drew McIntyre. But I would be happy because he's somebody that's respected and it would be such a fun accomplishment for him to have under his belt. Like, hey, Daniel Bryan was a Royal Rumble winner. You know, in a couple of years from now, looking back, you can say that Daniel Bryan was a Royal Rumble winner. Now, would he necessarily for me? be like the most surprising hottest option probably not uh but in terms of yeah i like him enough to where i'll cheer i'll clap and i'll be satisfied yeah i kind of got the same thing with biggie as well like it'd be awesome if biggie won the rumble because like it's it's something new it's something fresh and it's something different so like i'd be like really enthused by biggie winning the rumble i think actually like of the of the five that are listed there Biggie is probably the one, like outside of Keith Lee, but as I said, I don't think Keith's got enough momentum to get to that point. But Biggie feels like he does. Biggie is the guy that I'd be like, oh man, yeah, I'm so into him. So into him winning the Rumble and going on to face Roman at Mania. I would say that, but the problem is I don't think he's been booked strong enough to actually, He, I still feel like he doesn't have the momentum. Like right going into the Rumble, I don't feel like he has the momentum that is needed in terms of, have they just haven't been I don't think they've been booking him all that strong lately like he's just for me I think that if he was going to be a winner for the Royal Rumble he would be booked a lot better and this just there's still not enough hype for me to necessarily get behind it but if he did win that'd be awesome because again I prefer to see somebody that hasn't you know gotten their proper opportunity just yet to actually you know become champion someday yeah I think uh, may just be the fact that he wore a Ghostbusters cardigan on SmackDown that makes me want to see him win the Rumble now. <laughs> the Ghostbusters cardigan. Oh my god, it was a thing of beauty. Absolutely, it was wonderful. I've never seen Ghostbusters. What, Denise Salcedo? You've never seen? I mean, I, I don't know why I'm surprised. Like a lot of people haven't seen Ghostbusters. But no, you know, you know it's my favorite film ever, right? Oh, is that really your favorite movie? It's my favorite movie of all time. Okay, I'm embedding this into my memory just in case we're ever tag team partners again in Quizzlemania. I'm going to remember that your favorite movie is Ghostbusters. I don't have many things like on my phone, but my my phone case is Ghostbusters. Oh, really? I didn't even know. I was like, yeah. I don't even know who those guys are. It's my favorite film of all time. Um, so uh, the other thing to mention on the Mentor Rumble before we move on, uh, WrestleVotes did put out a tweet recently uh, that said, sorry for the lack of details here, but noteworthy, in my opinion. Had a brief conversation earlier with the source regarding the Men's Royal Rumble match. They said, quote, there's a finish that scares the death out of me, and it's legitimately getting heavy consideration. Yikes. Now, I've got a prediction of what this uh, finish is, which I revealed on the prediction show. Alexa Bliss wins the Men's Royal Rumble. That's my big, bold prediction. You think they would do that, though? Yeah. In terms of, because then it would sort of defeat the purpose. Oh, you mean she would win it on behalf of the Fiend or for no, no, herself? I think, I think, well, uh, who knows? Like, they, I, I think at this point, WWE are just like, they're 
just doing a lot of things like throwing things at the wall, whether it's eye for an eye, whether it's throwing people off the roof and they climb the corporate ladder, whether it's setting the fiend on fire. Like they're trying to do things that make people talk. And in this period of time where you haven't got fans in the building, you can just do these wild and wacky things like Alexa Bliss appearing on a rocking horse or Alexa Bliss changing outfits mid-match. So yeah, just have her win the Men's Royal Rumble. Like, I don't think it doesn't particularly matter. So I think it defeats the purpose of the Women's Royal Rumble. Why can't she do the same thing on the Women's Rumble? Well, why, what if she wins both of them? She's the first person to ever win both Royal Rumble matches. I wouldn't like She's that. Like, I'd, I'd hate it too. I, it, <laughs> I, to, I, as, the, as the quote says there, it would scare the death out of me. I'd hate it. I'd hate it so, so much. But I've just got this feeling. I keep going to like sleep at, at night thinking like, Alexa Bliss, what if Alexa Bliss wins the men's, like wins both Royal Rumbles? But you think about this before you go to bed at night. Who's going to win the Royal Rumble? <laughs> It's, it's always on my mind. I was going to say, that's definitely not with the, my last thought before going to bed. <laughs> that's definitely like the furthest thing from my mind. <laughs> but no, I, I don't thing. think I'd be necessary. on your mind? My, the last thing on my mind is exact is, okay, so the last thing that I usually think about is what I have to, what, what time I have to wake up the next day so that <laughs> I have it in my head, Denise, you need to wake up at this time because this is what's happening tomorrow. And if you're not up at this time, you're going to miss it. And you're going to look really bad. I have to do like an internal <laughs> clock. Like, Hey, Denise, if you got to wake up at eight, like you got to be up at eight. I got to prepare myself mentally ahead of time yeah. or else I won't wake yeah, up. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. You know, I'll sleep till Sorry. two. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, but I interrupted you. Oh no. What else was I saying? Did you I have Alexa, You were talking about Alexa, Wisp, uh, Alexa Bliss winning the Men's Royal Rumbles. And oh, yeah. No, I, I, don't, I wouldn't be crazy about it. I wouldn't. I feel like if she's going to win a Rumble, it's got to be the Women's Rumble because that's just the whole purpose of it. That's why it's there. Yeah. And like she has got, I would argue, probably the most momentum out of anyone like at the moment because she's involved in the main event storyline on Raw with Randy Orton and The Fiend. She's like, she's pinned the Raw Women's Champion. Not that that particularly matters much either because. Yeah, everyone's pinning Asuka at the moment. It's like the Riot Squad basically pinned Asuka on SmackDown. But like she, she's getting the most views on YouTube. Everyone's really talking about her character, which makes me think that she is kind of like a hot favorite to win the Women's Royal Rumble at the very least. Do you think there's a way like with their production thing, like the whatever you want to call it that they're doing with Alexa Bliss, do you think there's a way that they can do it where she kind of wins it on behalf of The Fiend? Dude, I, where I, it's I, like they kind of flip back and forth i don't know I'm dude just... like you could have a spot you could have the spot where she eliminates randy orton and then she's standing in the ring and you're like oh my god alexa bliss just wins the world i was wondering and then they do like the blip 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 you know uh, and then it's the fiend and then, and then the fiend is standing there yeah and it just kind of like goes in and out where it's like the fiend but it's alexa yeah. but it's fiend and you're not really too sure and it's up to the person to like make the conclusion Exactly, yes. You could have, like, you know, Todd Phillips or Michael Cole being like, who's won the Royal Rumble? You'll have to tune in to watch Raw to, to find out. But that's not terrifying, though. In terms of something being terrifying, wouldn't it have to be, like, someone being burned alive, someone being dead, someone coming back to life? Yeah, I suppose that, I suppose it depends on your definition of that quote of, like, a finish that scares the death out of me. Is that scares the death out of me as a wrestling fan that I don't want to see some the person winning the Royal Rumble? Or it scares the death out of me as, like, oh, it's actually quite scary. And it, it's it's a, quite a terrifying prospect. Yeah, I see that more as something scary, not, like, something that would terrify me. More as, like, oh, okay, if I see, I don't know, someone get killed at the end of the Rumble. Now that's <laughs> terrifying. 
I don't know. I mean, that quote can be misconstrued in many different ways. Uh, let's talk about the women's then. Uh, Bianca Belair is still the favourite to win the Rumble, followed by Alex Bliss, who's had huge gains as of late because she's, you know, in the main event scene of Raw. Then it's Charlotte Flair, Rhea Ripley and Ronda Rousey. Uh, Flair had an interesting quote about Ronda Rousey recently, which I really liked, uh, where she was in, asked, um, do WWE need Ronda Rousey? And she said, need is a very strong word. Do I think Ronda adds to the division? 100%. But need? No. We have an incredible list of already established stars and ones that are on the rise. So need is a strong word. But I do think she brings a lot to the table, 100%. I think need, yes, in terms of mainstream attention, 100%. Ronda just brings that. Need as in in terms of quality? No. Because they do have the women. So it, I feel like you could break it down even much more than that, you know, like, Yes, mainstream-wise, she would bring so much attention to the women's division, to the company, et cetera, like she did when she was there. But that doesn't mean that – but her having her there necessarily doesn't mean the matches are going to improve. Like, that's all within the women that they already have. Yeah, I agree. Um, and Rousey added on Twitter when the betting odds did come out that she was, you know, one of the favorites to win. She said, uh, quote, uh, best way to make a profit since Wall Street Bets did that stuff with GameStop that I don't understand which is one of the few things that Ronda Rousey has posted on Twitter that made me laugh. I agree with Ronda Rousey. I've been seeing everybody talk about it. I'm like, my money ain't involved, so I'm out. I have no interest. I don't even know what you guys are talking about. Whatever. I don't yeah, understand uh, that kind of stuff. I'm out. I agree with I Ronda. I didn't get it at all. And then I read something yesterday that made me made me understand it. I'm like, oh, cool. I get it now. Um, but I saw a tweet before we started recording this that really made me laugh. That was like, wow, January has been a great month for dudes that love explaining things. I'm like, it really has. People love explaining this. That's true. But you know what? I don't mind it. Like if someone, I, I don't mind being explained something. Like when, remember we had that whole argument, or not whole argument, but this whole discussion about the education system in the UK and the US and we we're so confused. And then someone explained it to us. And then even the Twitch thing, somebody explained that to me too. And it actually really does help. But but I'm just, I, I'm just not interested in like the stock money stuff. Because again, none of my money's on the line that I know of. <laughs> oh my god i don't know <laughs> definitely uh, not lastly before we jump into the mailbag a uh, brief discussion on the aew nxt ratings for last night very close um last night aew drew uh due to do 734,000 viewers whereas nxt did 720,000 viewers there's only 14,000 differences that's a, a huge 14.1 percent drop in AEW viewership, whereas NXT was up 9%. Um, the biggest competition came from the NBA game, um, the LA Lakers, uh, Lakers and Philadelphia 76ers, I believe. Um, but this is from the Wrestling Observer. Uh, TNT had technical issues near the beginning of last night's Dynamite on some streaming platforms. Whether or not that significantly contributed to the show's decline in the ratings from last week remains to be seen. Yeah, so I, I believe uh, someone messaged us saying that their feed cut out as soon as Eddie Kingston finished his entrance and then came back on when Butcher and Blade were dragging out Jake the Snake Roberts, which means they missed the entire match, which is why oh, AEW yeah. put it up onto their channel for free. They put the whole thing up on YouTube. Um, but yeah, uh, what did you make of both shows? Okay, so like, first of all, I'm glad that didn't happen to me because I watch on Sling. I watch both AEW and NXT at the exact same time, like window to window. So like if one thing breaks down, oh, I will be stressed as hell because it's just very stressful. But um, okay. I'm very curious what led to that for AEW. Could it have been that I don't I don't I don't know if 
that error in you know the blackout screen or whatever was enough to say for for people to necessarily be like all right i'm out i'm not coming back because usually if you're gonna watch something you're gonna watch it if i can't get into a stream or my stream's not working i'll retry and i'll retry and i'll retry until it eventually does it doesn't keep people away from watching something i know that last week's show people did not like that AEW dynamite episode this week's show um i but i don't know if that if that was the reason though would that have been the reason? Like, hey, last week's show wasn't that great, so we're not going to tune in this week? It could be, but I got this was a packed old show, you know, particularly that main event of, you know, the Good Brothers and the Bucks versus uh, Dark Order. I feel like that would have had some semblance of, like, pull into this. I've, I've got to think it's it's the streaming thing of people, like, you know, particularly if you've got another option. Particularly if you're, like, trying something and it's not working, just like, cool, I'll switch over to NXT. Maybe I'll switch back to Dynamite, but that switch that initial switch over is going to affect the overall rating across the two hours. Hmm. I just, I don't know. I mean, that probably seems like the most definite, definitive answer. I just, I, I can't, I think I'm thinking more in terms of like what I would do. What I would do is I would keep trying. I'm going to watch the dang show. If I've decided I'm watching this, I'm sticking to it. But in terms of NXT, like I was surprised at how well they closed that gap this week because I didn't really feel like, I don't know. I didn't really feel like there was anything that necessarily was like, oh, my God, I got to tune in to watch this. I mean, I could be wrong, yeah. but for me, there wasn't anything where I was like, oh, my God, I got to make sure to watch NXT because this and that. I mean, it's been a great show each and every single week. It's been getting better and better, and they've been doing a lot more with it. But again, but we've been like that so many times. Like, there's so many times where I'm talking about AEW and NXT, and I'm saying, like, oh, NXT is a good show. And people are like, I didn't watch NXT. And I'm like, all right, well, you didn't watch it, so. I can't do nothing about yeah. that. So it's just, it is interesting to me when I saw that gap, I wasn't expecting it. Yeah, I, I've, it's the closest that it's been in quite some time. And I think that that's a huge, huge win for NXT. Huge, huge win for, for them, I would say. They're doing something um, right. Yeah, they, clearly they are doing something right at the moment. Whereas maybe AEW, maybe it's, it's catering to the wrong market. Maybe it's like, you know, the, the impact AEW thing may be great to us hardcore fans, but maybe to a casual audience, it doesn't translate. You know what I think it might be for NXT right now? I think the Finn, the Finn Kyle O'Reilly, Undisputed Era, you know, Danny Burch, Tony Lorcan situation. I think all of that has been really hot on the show. And then maybe also the fact that, you know, with this, dusty Rhodes tag teams tag team tournament with both the men's and the women's it's like you go in and you know you're going to see new faces or faces that you don't get to see very often so that might mm. be maybe something that people are like all right i want to see these new people like even with msk it could be like oh okay i've never seen msk let me go in and watch msk i don't know but that's just my theory <laughs> It could just be people really like a tournament, you know, people like, and I, I'm a, I'm a guy that loves a tournament. So if I see like, you know, the AW have announced their women's tournament, they've only announced one match for it so far, but I'm actually like, I want to know who else is in the brackets. And I, I mean, I'm kind of interested to see that. So maybe it is just a case of they're doing two tournaments at the same time and people are into both tournaments. Could maybe. be, or it could, it could be uh, the streaming thing. Who knows? So either way, I think it's a great, great win for NXT uh, this week. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. 
That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort so you sleep better together. JD Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For JD Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com/awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Do you like quizzes? Do you like wrestling? Do you like watching self-professed experts in their fields being exposed as dangerous frauds? Then you'll love Quizzle Mania, brought to you by Parts Fun Known, the team behind acclaimed wrestling RPG No Rolls Barred. Join us every week as four wrestling pundits pit their knowledge against each other in a cerebral wrangle for prizes, glory, and a bit of good old-fashioned escapism. Enjoy the videos live every Wednesday on Parts Fun Known's YouTube channel, or subscribe right now to have them beam straight to your mobile device. Quizzlemania, it's the showcase of the Immorons. Right. Let's dive in to the mailbag. If you want to submit a question to the mailbag, all you've got to do is become one of our awesome pledge hammers over at patreon.com forward slash rust talk and submit a question to the community tab labeled mailbag. Do label it mailbag. I will miss it. And also do not email it to me. I'm bad at my job. Here we go. Callum is up first. And as always, as Callum points out, it's a question about friends. Um, were Ross and Rachel on a break or not? I think they were broken up and Rachel overreacted. I don't know if that's an unpopular opinion. It's an unpopular opinion. Like, I get it, the whole we were on a break, but they weren't necessarily on a break break. Like, there's a break, and then there's a break break. I don't think they were on a break break. I think what Ross did was wrong. It, it, uh, Ross was wrong. Like, he should not have slept with the coffee girl. I am. Um, wasn't I, even that cute. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just salty about it. I, I've never been on a break. Like if I, if a relationship that I've been in has ended, it has just ended. Like it's never been like, I think we need to spend some time apart. You've never broken up for like five minutes and then got back together afterwards. No, but it's usually just been like, that's it. Then that's it. And we're just moving on. 
I mean, my fiance used to break up like every day. Every day, I'd be like, "I'm sick of you. We're over, and that's it." Okay, and if he went off and you know went to go find the copy girl, I'd be dang pissed because yeah, we were broken up, but we weren't broken up. Yeah, you get me. Um, um, absolutely, I know. I, I totally get it, and like I, I think that Ross was in the wrong. He should not have slept with the copy girl. Didn't he? Didn't need to go and do that. And and he and he knew that he was wrong as well. Like that is key to it because he was like trying to hide her behind the door when Rachel came over. He knew that he was in the wrong, which is why Ross is the worst character on Friends. But I still love Ross though. He's still funny because do you remember when uh, she writes him the letter and he doesn't read it and she asks him a question <laughs> and then like he's trying to read it and then he's like, and then he ends up snapping. I so did not. Doesn't she like pat him in the head or pat him on the shoulder? She goes, oh, you did. Sir. I forgot what she <laughs> says, but he like loses it in that moment. It's just, I like when Ross loses his cool. Like he just loses it all the time. I feel that's very human. Uh lawrence um thank you very much for your um you submitted like a, a really really great message uh with some fantasy booking in there which i have passed on to adam can't read out the whole thing because it was 13 paragraphs long but thank you very much for for your uh the, the work that went into it as i said pass it on to adam he's the person who will appreciate it the most uh but lawrence did have a question about this because it was about sort of like the treatment of asuka in, in some of this like in you know there's the moment in the the asuka bliss match where like because you know you want to do is the, the showmanship thing She's holding on to Asuka in the Sister Abigail and, you know, uh, Lawrence timed it. It was eight seconds, which like doesn't make Asuka look particularly good because she's just sat there in this hold for eight, nearly 10 seconds while Alexa Bliss looks at a camera. And he was just talking about like how it doesn't make Asuka look particularly great. But the question he had was, what power do WWE wrestlers have uh, other than just walking out? Why don't more people walk out? What do you guys think the morale like is like in the locker room? And what can WWE wrestlers do? Uh, what can WWE wrestlers who don't have Roman's power do to fix things? Well, I mean, I feel like we've seen different situations. You either You either take it you don't do the work. I mean, there's been, I mean, you remember the whole Sasha Banks story where she was like, you know, MIA for some time. There's the Alistair Black thing. He's MIA. I mean, I just think it really depends on how you handle things. I don't yeah, know if there's a perfect just... answer for that. And and if someone like your your asker, there may just be like there is a bigger picture that we don't know. You know, we're not seeing the the bigger picture that Asker is seeing the bigger picture, and she's actually you know she doesn't mind the the storyline she's doing with Alexa Bliss here. You know, we heard from Ricochet like Ricochet is quite happy. You know, reportedly he he's said to himself, "I'm very happy in WWE," even though we as fans know that there is so much more than could be done with Ricochet. Someone like um, Zack Ryder and Kurt Hawkins were like quite famous for just being just happy to be there like they since they were kids their dream was to be in wwe so they're now in wwe like zach Ryder got to win the intercontinental championship at wrestlemania it doesn't matter a jot that he lost it the next night on raw to him he achieved his dream of winning the intercontinental championship at wrestlemania and posing backstage with razor ramon like to him so it's him he accomplished it but to us fans we're like well we want more from zach but there are some people who are just quote happy to be there well not only that too i think people also have different mentalities like there's people that want more of a creative input more that you know they want more of a say and then there's people that are like all right i may not have the creative input but i'm getting paid really nicely 
And I just think that people all make their own decisions. At the end of the day, some people aren't going to be, even if you're getting all the money in the world, you might not be creatively fulfilled. So then you seek elsewhere. Like I remember when I was listening to the John Moxley interview that he did with Jericho. And I think he said somewhere in there that they gave him a, 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 I think it was a new offer. And he didn't even open the envelope because he didn't want to know how much money or he didn't care. He just wanted to get out. And so that to me tells me that, you know, not everybody necessarily just goes and stays for the money. At some point, you just want to actually be fulfilled with what you're doing. So it just really depends on the person. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, Galanderson uh, have said, you know, multiple times that they signed those new contracts the same time that AJ did. So, you know, the plan was the original plan was supposed to be Galanderson and AJ Styles were to go into debut on the first episode of Dynamite. So, like that was the plan that they had. But WWE gave them a huge offer to stay. And, you know, they made the decision to stay because they got such a great you know, money offer. And it was all about looking after their families. And they then regretted that decision because they then spent the next couple of years very unhappy in the company until they got released. So it, it is a case of, you know, it's not like the John Moxie thing. He'd made the decision he was going. So he's not even going to, it's not about the money. I, I need to be creatively fulfilled. But for Gallows and Anderson, it was like, I need to also think about my family and I've got to sign these contracts. And um, FTR said the same thing. You know, they got huge money. And like they turned down huge money offers from WWE to choose AEW, which was a difficult decision because they've also got families that need to be looked after. So I think you're right. It does. It just varies from person to person. Exactly. Agreed there. Um, Marcus Sol Campbell says, uh, what do you think of the design of the new knockout tag team titles? You know what? I feel like I haven't really looked at them that good. I was like, I need to yeah. like look at them a lot closer. So I'll give you an answer next week when I've, I've actually paid closer attention to them. And I would say as well, like they haven't immediately jumped out to me as horrible. So that's a good sign. It's not like, you know, I, I still think that the WWE tag team titles are the worst tag title designs probably in the history of, of humanity. Yeah. I think they're hideously ugly. I'm not really like a belts person. Like I'm not the kind of person that really looks and like decides what's like a beautiful belt and not like, I know people are really into belts. I never really was one of those persons though. I, I didn't think I was either, but I think I've, I've learned something about myself quite recently. Over the last few years, I've really learned something about myself. And it's through having a house with my wife, where she will ask me, what do you want for this room? And I will say, I don't know. I've absolutely oh, that's no the idea. Worst answer, like, it, it's, a, it's a completely blank state. Like, we've just moved into a new house, right? Everything is white. We can't do anything for, for 18 months because the house is brand new. So we've got to wait till like, the house kind of settles and stuff. But like, we're kind of like, you know, she wants to make plans of what we want to do in each room and like this, that, and the other. And she'll ask me and I'll be like, I don't know. I don't know what colors. I don't know what furniture. I don't know this, that, and the other. But if she shows me something, I can say, I don't like that. Or she can show me something and I can say, I do like that. So Men. I can't tell you. I... <laughs> so Men. I, don't know, I don't know what I like and what I don't. But if I see something I like, I know I like it. Look, and I know I, please, I know let me rephrase this for you. So what you're saying is I have zero ideas and my wife has to do the work and give me the ideas and then I'll decide whether or not I like it. Men, this is what I, my fiance I, I does to me. I have to do all the, the work. Hold the phone. I, I will counter argue this. <laughs> this is going to turn into to a marital, I, I don't know what, marital. I'm not I, even I, married yet. <laughs> I was going to say, you're not even married yet. Yeah? I, no, I, I, 
I'm going to defend my position on this. My wife loves it. She bloody loves looking at things. She loves looking at things and, you know, finding things out. Sure, she'd probably like to do it together, but I'm I'm not helpful until she shows me something. And I can be like, I like or I don't like that. I'm not, I don't understand art, but I know what I like. See, here's the thing. Like, I think it also depends on the woman. Like me, I want my fiance to pitch ideas. And then I, at the end of the day, have the final say in everything. <laughs> But oh, I don't. You know, I did. They go like, "Oh, women! Women just want to make all the decisions." <laughs> yeah. No, I, I have. I don't know. I very. I'm very, very picky. But you know, my pet peeve is when, like, trying to find something to eat. Like, I feel every couple has this issue where you ask them, like, "What are you in the mood for?" And they go, "I don't know. You pick." It is the most annoying answer ever. Do you guys have that issue trying to decide what to eat? Yeah, we kind of do. We also like with what films to watch, like of, of an evening, yeah. or what TV shows to watch of an evening. But my wife is kind of like she's like me with um, uh, we're trying to like pick stuff for the house. I'll be like, uh, she she'll be like, what do you want to watch? And my first response will be, I don't know. What do you want to watch? Because I know that it's easier for her to pick something. Because otherwise, I'm just gonna I'm gonna name fifty things, and she'll be like, no, 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 not in the mood, not in the mood. It's just much easier. It just skips all that process if she just tells me what she wants to watch. Because I'll more than likely also want to watch it. It's such a drama, man. Like I hate picking <laughs> movies. I hate having to like try and find a movie to watch together. Try to pick a restaurant to watch together. I hate it. And I'm always the. I feel like the girl is always the one that ends up having to pick the movie, having to pick the place where we're eating. I hate making all the decisions all the time, and then that causes more drama. <laughs> it kind of works for us. Because, like, do you know what? I will watch anything. If you put something on the TV, like I was, you know, I was raised on TV. You put something on the TV, I'm likely going to watch it. Yeah. If you if you pick a movie, I like movies. I'm going to watch it. Uh, but my wife is like, you know, she needs to be in a certain mood for certain things. Like, I'm not in the yes. mood to watch a horror movie. Not in the mood to watch a comedy. Not in the mood to watch a thriller. Whereas I'm like, cool. What day is it? I'll watch whatever it is. <laughs> yeah, I I feel like I'm more like your wife. I got to be in the mood for something, and it, it's got to like appeal to me. My brother finds it hilarious. Like she'll she'll say certain things like, "Well, I can't watch that movie because it's a Tuesday, and that's not a Tuesday movie." <laughs> but it's a thing, though. It really is a thing, though. Like sometimes you're just yeah. not in the mood. Like you could be in the mood for it next week, but it ain't happening today. Sometimes it, it depends on the way. mood. Um, Marcus uh, had a follow, -up, not a follow up question, but another question, which was, uh, "If you could guest star on any show, what show would it be, and what role would you play?" Ooh, that's a good one. <laughs> good, right? I feel good like question. I have so many. Would it be a current show or an old show, though? Um, uh, Marcus doesn't specify because my first thought was that '70s show. That '70s show like, for you? Yeah, I feel like those always have like really fun cameos and and things like that. And what like, would you be? Well, if it was an episode based around Star Wars, then I would want to be like a Star Wars fan. Like if they'd have gone to like a Star Wars convention in in 78, then I would have liked to have been part of that Star Wars convention. Like I would have thought that would have been quite fun. That would be kind of cool. Oh, that's good. Honestly, I, I don't – if I could have been like a guest star on any show, it probably would have been How I Met Your Mother, and I would have been – I would have been one of Ted's crazy lovers, <laughs> like those girlfriends <laughs> that just do not work out as bat, cr bat squat crazy. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, uh, if I'm also, like, for the first time, I'm watching New Girl uh, at the moment. Like, my wife and I are watching it. I've never seen are it before. Are you into it? I'm actually quite enjoying it. Um, and, but it might just be because, like, Zoe Dachanel is, like, 
it, it was like my dream girl for, for many, many years. Like I've yeah, got she's like cute. hard, oh, hard crushes on Zoe Dashnell. <laughs> so like hard, hard crushes. So maybe I'll be able to pick that show just so I can be a Zoe Dashnell boyfriend. Like that. Oh that, my God. I'm just crushing on her so hard all over again. Like, and I get it every year when I watch Elf as well. Like when I rewatch Elf, I'm like, oh, oh yeah, I forgot she's in that. Oh, and when she sings, like her singing makes my heart flutter. So do you have a crush <laughs> on Katy Perry too? Not Katy Perry, oddly. Because they look no. alike. They do look alike, but I think it's just maybe it's the bangs. Maybe it's uh, maybe it's the bangs that did it for me. I don't know. Um, Interesting. Also, Luke should, likes the bangs. <laughs> if you now also we like know. Bangs, if you also like bangs, bluechew.com, use the code FIGHTFUL. Um, I should have also said with that 70s that hit me so slow i was like i heard it and i mentally laughed and then i replayed it in my head and then i laughed out loud <laughs> oh um, god i should have said as well for that 70 show been a part of that wrestling episode been like the commentary team like me and ollie could have been the commentary team uh during the wrestling episode there you go there you uh, go Weasley65, hello Luke, Denise, and any other WrestleTalk friends that may or not be on this podcast. New pledge hammer here. I was wondering, uh, with the announcement that NHL moving to the USA Network and NXT most likely being moved to Tuesday or Thursday, I was wondering what are the odds of getting the NXT review back? I know you and Ollie have said previously that it was losing the channel money because it was late, uh, last against going to the news and AEW shows, but with the move to Tuesday or Thursday, an NXT review wouldn't have to worry about that. No means a harp on, it's just that NXT always seems to be forgotten about in the ground scheme of everything and is only uh, remembered briefly during the ratings war segments no it's not actually the case but i do appreciate the addition of nxt on the pole on the pole match but it feels like it's easy it's forgotten about either way continues to jam that jam good luck at the rumble it's the most wonderful time of the year looking forward to being a pledge hammer thank you very much for your uh question so yeah like we had to drop the nxt review because a we were struggling to find the time to get it done and b like it was drawing in such little numbers because what we found is that we have got there is a a very vocal part of our fan base that wants the nxt reviews but when we did them no one was really watching them and or engaging with them so we had to make the decision and like you know it's the three uploads a day but youtube's algorithm is constantly changing and we have got an announcement about this next week not specifically about the nxt reviews but kind of like the way that we are looking to deal with the youtube algorithm because the youtube algorithm is uh it's a nightmare to to navigate and the way that we're currently operating things isn't working so we have got an announcement about that on monday so keep your eyes peeled for the for the royal is it Rumble the thing review. you told me about or another thing it's the it, thing. It's, it, it's that, and it's another thing as well, which I'll oh, okay. see, uh, in, a, in a little. Well, once we finish recording this, um, so yeah. So it's, like, it, is it the thing? <laughs> is it the thing? The thing. Um, so yeah. So we we have got something, and that thing could maybe bring back the NXT review if it does move to a different day. But that might also cause its own problems as well. But we'll talk about that all next week when we uh, when when the thing uh, does come into effect. Uh, Jobba JJ says, uh, hello team Danuk. As always this time of the year, I watch old rumbles to try and get me excited for the upcoming match. My question is about John Cena. Whether you like him or not, you can't deny the match quality he had during rumbles to WrestleMania. He was always involved in the match of the night. My question is, how do you rate his in-ring work and does Cena get enough praise in the era he was in? Have a nice day. Jam that jam. Not in the era that he was in. I was never a John Cena fan. I was always like that John Cena hater. I don't know why. That's just who I was back then. That was my identity. But now I have absolutely no problem with John Cena whatsoever. I feel like we appreciated him after he was gone. You know? 100%, yeah. And I, I think I would wager 
something similar is going to happen with Charlotte Flair. Like, cause I think Charlotte Flair at the moment gets a lot of people that like, if she's on top, if she's on TV, people are dead against her and just like, Oh, I'm sick of her being pushed down my throat, being overexposed, this, that, and the other. I reckon in 15 years time, when Charlotte Flair isn't around as much, we will look back on Charlotte Flair and be like, dude, she was so great because I like, she is amazing. Like she is always having like the best work, like, doing the best matches, having the best work, doing great promos, this and the other. But I think she is probably going to be more appreciated after in the same way that I think John Cena will, like John Cena currently is. Yeah, probably. I mean, I hope not. I feel like she should, she deserves the, whatever praise she gets, she deserves it. Oh yeah, totally. And I think like Cena is a guy that, yeah, I mean, I was like you, like when Cena was on top, I was the Cena sucks guy. You know, I was like, yeah, me too, same. It's like a visceral reaction. Like if he'd come out, you're like, boo, no, I don't want to see you, John Cena. I think it wasn't that. I think like, if I remember correctly, I was so upset because every single pay-per-view, every single main event, he would be the one to win. And like every single time I'd be like, oh, I'm rooting for the other person. Then they didn't win. I was like, it's John Cena again. I remember just being like, oh, I don't care. And that's because like in this first like run as well, it was booked against like Christian and Jericho. And we were like, no, we want Jericho and Christian to, to be winning. Because like, and they just booked against mm-hmm. Michael. Like, we want Michaels to win. But he well, I want Triple H to win. So it was always like, yeah, you were right. You were like, kind of like always rooting for the other guy. You know, that comes yes. into effect in 2011 when like, yeah, with money in the bank. Because we're like, we really wanted CM Punk to win. So, and I think that is kind of the thing for like Cena. It's, it was never him. It was never his work. It was always the way that the company presented him and kind of like, I think fans resented a lot of that. So the, the, the my biggest kind of example of this is Punk had that lengthy run, you know, the 434 day run with the title, right? You know, he wins the title and he's going on this thing, but he's never the guy. Like he is the champion and he's been champion for over a year, but he's never presented as the guy on the brand. John Cena versus John Laurinaitis is a much bigger program to WWE. And then CM Punk does all of this work and all of it is done to build Rock versus Cena 2 at WrestleMania. Like, so CM Punk just drops the belt at the Royal Rumble so we can go on to do Rock versus Cena. And so that as fans were like, but we like, we're into punk and we want to see punk do something at WrestleMania. And it just kind of felt like they were always just, they never really cared what we thought. It was always right. about Cena's our guy. So Cena's, Cena Rock 2 is going to be the most, and you know, in fairness, it's a business decision. It's going to draw more eyes than Rock versus, uh, than CM Punk versus someone. Certainly CM Punk versus Jericho. Exactly. Yeah, I completely, I remember this one time I went to this live event and like my uncle, like he took, I was little, he took me and my little cousin and then like he left to go buy us like something and like we didn't know what he was going to buy us, right? He came back and like, I remember he got me the blow up John Cena hand, like the hand and you'd blow it up and you put it in your hand. I remember I was all pissed. I was like, what did I get the John Cena blow up? And then my little cousin, I think he, he got something else. I don't remember what his blow up was, but I was so pissed because I was stuck with the John Cena one, which ended up being pretty fun, actually. <laughs> I, yeah. I, I don't have it anymore. There was a moment that, that kind of like, uh, my mind kind of switched a little bit, which was when I was at a live event and it, was, it wasn't it was Cena, it was Roman. And it was me and Ollie, we went to a, a live Raw taping um, I think it was a raw taping. It was definitely a raw taping, but I can't remember if it was that or a, or a house show. And Roman comes out. And obviously, it's a UK crowd. Heavy boos for Roman. Because this is during that period of time when everyone was booing Roman, right? So like, yeah. yeah. Roman's getting these massive amounts of boos. And like I almost felt like I you know, I didn't join in with it, but I almost felt like it's got a reaction that I should be joining in with it. Oh, but I like, joined in. Two rows, before, two rows forward and like right to the left, there's this little kid 
and he's dressed head to toe in Roman Reigns like gear and cosplay and stuff. And he is going ballistic because his guy is here, right? Like his favorite wrestler is here. And I suddenly thought, like, oh yeah, that's why. Like that is why Roman's the top guy, right? Like that is why he's the champion because, like, because that. And I'm just, you know, I'm I'm 30 years old. This is <laughs> exactly, exactly. And it was like that for CN too. Like I remember, like the the I guess you can say the generic, not the generic fan, but the person that you would think was a John Cena fan. It was always the girls, and it was always like I don't I don't know about the, the little kids. The little kids and the girls were the ones that were like into him. And I remember thinking like I ain't gonna be that girl. Mm-mm. <laughs> <laughs> I was uh, always like the anti, like whatever, like was the most popular person. I was always very different. Like I, like whoever was the most popular person amongst the women, that was never my person. Like my person was always somebody else. I don't know how so, to explain. Okay. So were you more AJ Lee than Bella's? See, yeah, I would say so. Like I was never really a big Bella's fan. Like I know like all the girls, they like whoever, like whoever was like the popular one with the girls, it was never for me. And it wasn't even just like I tried. No, it's just, it wasn't like I always had different taste. Uh, Trevor from Ohio says, uh, we all know that some performers in WWE will be there for, for, for life. If you could take one supposed WWE lifer and relocate them to another company, who are you moving and where are you moving them to? Personally, I'd love Seth Rollins to go to New Japan and be a big star over there. Best wishes always. Thanks for everything you do. Wait, so we're just moving people around to like any promotion or? Well, uh, specifically someone who is like a WWE lifer. Like, so, and I, I think Trevor's example there of Seth Rollins is a really good one because like Rollins is a company guy now. Like there's, if Seth Rollins left WWE, it would be like a really shocking thing. Like Roman is a company guy. So like it is, you know, taking someone who is never leaving that company and moving them somewhere else. I think in terms of shock value, Triple H and AEW would be crazy crazy i can't yeah. even picture it uh to a lesser extent uh randy orton yeah randy orton moving anywhere would be pretty pretty surprising i yeah, don't know when there was those, when there was rumors that, i mean I, I say it was rumors that basically all confirmed it but like randy orton was negotiating with aew uh when his contract was up not last year the year before but he was doing it just so he could get a better deal from WWE because he's the smartest man in the room. Um, but I remember at the time thinking like, man, Randy Orton and AEW, that would be so interesting because we haven't seen Randy Orton outside of WWE. Mm -hmm. So I think Randy Orton's a really, really great shout. Like him going over to AEW, doing some stuff over in New Japan, just seeing like what he would do that would be different because I kind of, I, I don't want to, I feel like he'd want to be stuck in a rut and just try something a bit fresh and different. Yeah, I think that'd be really interesting. Cool. Then I'll stick with my Randy Orton pick. <laughs> That's the best answer. Uh, Reese Degnan says, uh, I've been thinking about this prior to lockdown, but it seems to make less sense now they don't have fans in live attendance. Why? WWE, AEW to a lesser extent, still insisting on doing live shows. We've had it over the last few weeks, several noticeable mistakes that could have been avoided if stuff was filmed in advance, such as Lashley stomping on Rill's foot and missing it, the six-person tag on this week's uh, Raw. It would also, in theory, be safer um, for 
independent contractors, you're only bringing them in for one day of shooting and they would last for a month or so. Now they can pre-record stuff, splice it in. So why aren't they? Uh, other than I guess the usual answer of it's how they've always done things. So I think for WWE in particular, it's a contract thing. They're only allowed to have a certain amount of pre-taped episodes per year and the rest of them have to be live. And they were, I think Vince was worried that uh, USA Network were going to renege on their very, very expensive and lucrative contracts. So they have to do it as a live show. I think that is certainly the case for WWE. I don't know why AEW uh, are still doing like the the two the one week on and one week off thing. Does it turn you off when a show isn't live? Not particularly. I don't particularly notice. Like with AEW, I don't notice if it's a it's a taped show. I've never noticed it. Aside from like the crowd sounds a little bit sweeter because it's you know done in post. But I've never really been that bothered by it. I don't know. I like to watch shows when they're live, when they're pre-recorded, like unless it's like a rare thing, like the Christmas episode for SmackDown, like that didn't bother me. But I, I just prefer to watch things live. I don't I don't know why I, I that's just Is like it. it do you think it's like a fear of spoilers? Because like when they do shows here in the UK and like they pre-tape them here, like as soon as that show is finished, like, or even as the show's going on, like the results are getting out before it airs uh, out in no, the No, I don't think it's that either because I'm really good at avoiding spoilers. Like I never see spoilers. Like if I see a spoiler, like it was a, a big time accident, but I'm, I'm really good at not seeing spoilers. Um, I don't know what it is. I just, I don't like to watch things all the time that aren't live. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't like, get it. Even like, let's say, for example, I don't know, let's just say an example that Royal Rumble this Sunday, right? And let's just say I couldn't watch live because whatever reason. And I don't, I feel like a lot of my excitement would be taken away if I had to watch it afterwards, like not live. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I get that. I think there's something there's something sort of tangible and sort of exciting about watching live, particularly because you know there's a lot of people watching it live at the same time. And sort of in an age of social media where you kind of like can get engaged with people as you're watching it. Yeah, I, I get that. Because like if you're watching it two days later and you're just sort of tweeting out about it, you're just tweeting out to the void because like there's not no one else is watching it at the same time that you are. So yeah, I, I get that. And that's also from different from being pre-recorded and watching live at the same time, but watching a pre-recorded show. Mm. Oh, There's yeah, yeah, different yeah. things, and I don't like either one of them. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. If I, they say people have weird like viewing habits. I guess that would be mine. Uh, Kid Gaskin 98, uh, due to the fact that this Sunday is the Rumble, I've got a couple of questions. What are your top five Rumbles of all time, and what's your favorite non Royal Rumble finish? Uh, so, I mean, my favorite Rumbles, 2001 is my favorite Rumble of all time. It's got Beefen in it, doing hardcore stuff, and the Kane running wild, Drew Carey, the Honky Tonk Man. It is my favorite Royal Rumble of all time. I was actually just um, rewatching that one, like, a, a few oh, days ago. So that moment when, like, the Drew Carey stuff is brilliant anyway. You know what and I was thinking? Like, and I'll tell you this afterwards. Continue on, but remind me that I need to tell you something. All right, so like the Drew Carey stuff is brilliant, right? And I and I love it. And it's so funny him trying to pay off Kane, and like you know the Hardy Boys eliminate themselves, and Drew Carey's just standing there, and then Kane comes out and he's like, "Oh my god, oh my god, oh my god," you know, and he just walks down, and you got all of that stuff, and it's just you just you think it can't get any funnier than this, and then the friggin' honky tonk man comes out and he's like, "Got my long sideburns, I'm a hair slick back, coming to your town, doing a prank." And Kane's like, like "Don't give a damn." And just doing the little head tilt thing, just looking at him. And it's so, so good. And I've watched it so many times. I've watched that rumble more than any rumble ever. And I laugh every single time. And it's just extra punctuated by the by Jerry the King Lawler singing the Honky Tonk Man song. 
He's the hottest old man. It makes me laugh every single time. I love he it. Had some, he had some good, like, one line. He's always had, like, some good one liner, especially when you go back and you listen to the shows. Um, two things, actually. So, one of them, when I was rewatching that Rumble and Raven came out, I thought about you and I was like, you know, I feel like Raven, like if I had to pick any, but like if I didn't know he was your favorite wrestler, I would have never guessed Raven would be your favorite wrestler. He looks like me. Well, at least he looked like me when I was in the 90s. And I think, <laughs> I think that's why I gravitate towards him because that is how I was dressed. I mean, I say that's how I dressed in the 90s. That's how I dress really? now. I just, don't, I just don't have the long hair anymore. I, I don't know what it was. I was just thinking about that. I was like, I, I don't, I was like, I, I just don't, I guess I would have never imagined for him to be your favorite wrestler. Like if I didn't already know that. So for some reason I was thinking about that. And secondly, I think the other thing I wanted to add too is like, I didn't realize how popular Drew Carey was at that time because I was not really of age, you know, I was really small. Um, and like, so I didn't realize like how famous he was like really until like late, like years later when I found out like what kind of ratings his show was getting it was pretty yeah. astonishing to like relearn, but I didn't like, know about that you know back then i loved i loved the drew carey show i never I seen it. it oh dude i thought it was so, i used to love it it's so funny really really great and i also loved him on whose line is it anyway like you know as a as a brit i should really love the original version of it but i actually kind of prefer the u.s version of whose line is it anyway because uh, I, I, oh i used to love whose line dude it's so good man <laughs> i used to absolutely adore that show no, I never saw it. Skip, pass. So, so anyway, so yeah, 2001 is my favorite Rumble. Uh, 2018's a great Rumble. 92 uh, for obvious reasons. Um, what are the what are my favorite Rumbles? I mean, it's definitely like my top three. I think the 2020 Rumble was awesome. Um, and I think for my fifth one, just for like nostalgia's sake. I think I'm going to say 2000. Like 2000 not a great rumble, but like the whole show itself is a great show to go back and rewatch because you've got the, the Dudley Tardy's table match. You've got Cactus Jack and Triple H in the street fight. You've got the annual, and the Lindsay did it once, Miss Rumble uh, bikini contest, which has got some great Jerry Lawler one-liners in there as well. It's it's, not, it's a horrible segment of, you know, with, with 2021 sort of hindsight. Um yeah, so I think I'm going to go with that, although it's not my favorite Rumble match ever, and the, the finish is a bit balked. But Too Cool Dancing is very, very entertaining. Yeah, always is. Oh, man, I don't know. Like, I feel like for me, like, I have, a, like, a couple. Um, I have to, you know, I, I love what you've mentioned, but I also have to add just for, like, in terms of, like, what it meant, I would say, like, the first Women's Rumble, which was 2018. Mm. That one has to be on my list just because that one was the first one. And it also, was also, like, very exciting to, like, see, like, who was going to come out and be, like, the special surprises. I like that. Um, uh, what year did Triple H win? That was one of my favorites, too. You know, the 2002 one. Yeah, when he, okay, yeah, when That's he only made an Rumble. angle. That one was one yeah. of my favorites. When Ben the Mr. Perfect return in that 2002 Rumble is awesome as well. And then um, I would say that those are probably some of my favorites, but I have to like still like, I feel like I haven't decided on like a full list of like what my favorites are. I think I have more in terms of like favorite moments. I think that's what it is where like, I'll go back and I'll think about a Rumble, but I'll think mainly about the moment versus the entire Rumble as a whole. So I feel like if I go back, I might be like, well, you know what? Maybe I don't feel that strongly about this Rumble anymore. 
yeah, that's exactly with the 2000 Rumble. And I was like, what I was talking about in the Actually Good video, which is I think that even if a Rumble's not great, they've all got those moments, which is why like the Rumble match kind of like, it feels like it's the best match of the year every year because it will always have one or two moments where you're like, yeah, that was awesome. And that exactly. makes the Rumble awesome. Even if the Rumble itself is not awesome, that moment was so good that it makes the Rumble feel awesome. I'm trying um, to which was the one where maven eliminated the undertaker that's also 2002 that's a i mean 2002 is a great rumble i like yeah i remember like yeah taker's selling of that elimination is so great as well and like and then he just beats up paul or maven um and the other part of that is what is your favorite non-royal rumble match so for me it's either the triple h cactus jack street fight because that match is stellar it's so so good or the the triple threat the seth rollins john cena brock lesnar um triple threat is dang good like that is a great great match i agree with you on your first pick and then i have to add since we were talking about cena cena aj was pretty good too that would probably be one of the best ones i think besides yeah. besides the cactus jack triple h uh, and Kid Gaskin lastly adds, uh, what are my thoughts on the Godzilla versus Kong trailer? Have you seen it? No. <laughs> are, you not, are you not a Godzilla fan? I have fan? zero interest in Godzilla, King Kong. Uh, I'm not into that. Denise, I mean, I'm actually just, I was showing this off yesterday, but I got this from the Godzilla store when I was out in Japan. Oh, nice. So cute. It is very cute. I've had this now for over a year because I bought this in the Godzilla store while I was out in Tokyo, but I haven't decided on where I'm putting it. So it's just been on your computer. Well, I know, but I don't want to make that because I've only got one of them. And like I'm not going back to Tokyo anytime soon. It's a very important decision for me, Denise, where it's going. At the moment, it's look, it's likely going to go on my Mac here, but I haven't I just haven't committed to it yet. Put it somewhere that with something that you're actually going to keep for a very long time and you're not going to replace. Well, that's what I, that's what I mean, Denise. That's that's such a difficult your question. Phone? Oh, my phone, I'll replace that in two years' time. Like my phone's, I, I don't hold on to phones for very long. As soon as, the, as soon as the option comes up to get rid of it, I'm getting a new version. Your laptop's really the only place, unless you put it on your refrigerator. <laughs> I'll put it on my wife. I'm keeping it I know, there you go. It's <laughs> there forever. <laughs> uh, Jonathan Hedman, good appropriate time of the day, Team Tanook. Hope you're excited for the Rumble this weekend. I've got two friends' takes. Let's all pretend the friends were diehard wrestling fans. If you had to replace a member of WrestleTalk with a friend, who would you swap? Also, here's my hot take. I think real-world Gunther would be the best friend. Oh, Gunther. I'd swap me with Ross. What were you, you swapping yourself for? I'm swapping myself. <laughs> and I'm putting Ross in. All right, I'm swapping you for Rachel. If we're swapping, if I'm swapping you out, no, no I mean, like, you're I'm swapping. Benefit from me being swapped out. <laughs> you're gonna be suffering. I'm gonna put you with Ross. I'm not gonna swap myself out for Rachel. <laughs> <laughs> Although you can choose to have me swapped out for Rachel. Yeah, or I'll swap myself out for Rachel. We'll have Ross and Rachel do this show together. Then, I'm sure that'd be a great time. But then afterwards, you don't get to enjoy the presence yeah. of Rachel. Yeah, I mean, you want to talk about sort of like hardcore crushes, like Jennifer Aniston, man, like that, that 90, my 90s crush was Aniston. I don't, I, okay, I thought Monica was prettier. Oh, I know, I it's something her. that's like not, she's, like what everyone thinks like always, it's always Rachel, 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 she's so hot, Rachel, Rachel, Rachel. I actually thought that I, I thought Monica was the one that like, if I wanted to, if I had an option of like, hey, Denise, tomorrow you're going to wake up as either Rachel or Monica, like, who do you want to wake up as? I would have picked Monica. Oh, I, just I wonder if it's gorgeous. And I feel like not enough I, people talk about that. 
if we're going back to the Zooey Dash Nell thing, maybe it's just the hair. Maybe it's just like it was the, it was the Rachel hair. Because there are some, like when she had that bob cut, I remember saying to my wife, we were watching it recently, I was like, this is not Rachel's best look. No, her best look was when she had the straight, straight hair and she didn't even have it for that many, like for that long. It was very brief when she had like the, the straight hair and it was like perfectly like aligned on her face. <laughs> that was the best Rachel. Um, yeah, so I'm either picking out Rachel uh, or I'm, I'm going to pick... I don't know. I feel like Chandler is someone I would probably get on with quite a bit. So maybe I'd pick Chandler. So who'd you replace Ollie with Chandler? No, I, do you know what? I'm going to pick, I'm going to replace, like, Laurie's sarcastic. So, like, I don't want too many sarcastic people. So I'm going to replace Laurie uh, with, <laughs> with Chandler. Nice. And I'm replacing Ollie with Jennifer Aniston. Uh, and lastly, Jack Strang says, can't remember if this question has been asked before, but here we go. What was the first pay-per-view you saw live? Was it any good? What impact did it have on you? For me, I got lucky. It was Money in the Bank 2011. For some reason, it was free on Sky Sports. I can explain why. Uh, and even though I was 11 at the time, it was a show that confirmed my love for wrestling as I developed a better understanding of it. The reason why it was free on Sky Sports is because the deal between Sky Sports and WWE was that some of the shows were just free. So I think there was like four or five shows a year that we just got, I guess, because because Sky Sports is something you have to pay for on, like you have to pay for already. And then you have to pay the pay-per-view price on top of that. So there was like 15 quid to get a pay-per-view. There was like five pay-per-views here that were just free. So yeah, nice. 2011 was was one of those. And actually mine was a, a free pay-per-view as well. But when they signed the deal with Channel 4 in 2000, excuse me, we got heat every single week on, uh, on Channel 4. And we also got... Four pay-per-views a year are free. They were just free to wear on terrestrial TV. And one of those was Backlash 2000. And that was the first pay-per-view I ever stayed up live to watch. I stayed up till 1 a.m. So I oh, I thought Backlash you meant live 2000. in person. Oh, oh. Um, I, I, I mean, you went to live. Well, Jack says that because he talked about how Money in the Bank was free on Sky Sports. So I think oh. he just means like live. I mean, because I've never been to a pay-per-view live. I've never been to like a I've I've been to raw shows live and I oh okay myself, but I've never been to it I've never actually been to a pay per view live but well actually I'll I'll get both of those answers from you um yeah. so yeah for me it's it's Backlash 2000 and it was a great show and I loved it and I loved everything about it and I I loved that show watching it back and that main event of Rock Triple H with the Austin return and like I remember just being so excited when Austin comes out and like throwing my middle fingers up in the air for Austin and <laughs> oh dude it was so so cool. I feel terrible. I don't remember my first pay-per-view that I watched live in person and the one that I watched live on at home. <laughs> you don't remember either? No. Like, I remember so many pay-per-views because I went to so many shows. Like, as a kid, I would go to every single show that was either in the L.A. or Orange County area. So I got to go to a lot. But I don't remember the very first one, though. Because I know my first event was actually my first first live WWE event was Raw. And it was the night after uh, Jericho won the Undisputed Titles. So that was my first official Raw. But I don't remember my first pay-per-view, but it had to be in 2001. Because if that was my first... Because if that was my first... Or 2002. No, Yeah. Because it'd be the top. He wins it at the end of 01. So yeah, so it'd have been 2002. would have been like... But... But I have all my ticket stubs, so oh. I can go back and look. <laughs> so I'll go back and look and put them in order or try to put them in order. 
That's a good tease to come back next week and find out what was Denise Salcedo's first show, which we think was in 2002. Oh, I'm going to come back with some facts next week. (laughs) Next week, I will have facts. I will have like, I don't know. I'll have some facts. How was your staycation last weekend? Oh my God. It was amazing. It was so good. Huh? The beach looked great. Yeah. Okay. So I went to Camarillo, which is about an hour and a half away from my house. And basically we got this like private Airbnb thing. And turns out that the, the place that we got was like overlooking some hills and there was like a beautiful view. And we only stayed one night and it rained the entire day. So it was perfectly cool because we were just we went and we ordered takeout. We got like $60 worth of like really good food and then we just went back and like ate it and then watched some like movies and stuff and then afterwards the next day when we went when we checked out we stopped by really quick for like really it was just like a quick let me get a picture of myself at the beach and then we left we were there for like less than 20 minutes and that was pretty much that and then we just came home but it was it was very much needed like I didn't realize how much I needed to get away because I haven't left my house since March of 2020. So I really just needed a change of scenery that wasn't these four blue walls that you see here. Oh, yeah. No, like I think it's my wife and I've been talking about this recently, like, you know, trying to just get away, whether it is just for a weekend when we're allowed to leave here for like, you know, whether like which we think is March time, like whether we should, you know, just go to like Cornwall or something just down onto the, the, the southeast coast, which is like it's, you know, it's like a five hour drive. But you should do it. Just, yeah, exactly. Just like so we can just get away for like a weekend or a week and just like just get away from the working world and get away from like, you know, I mean, we've our scenery has changed because we've moved house, but we are st- stuck within those four walls. So exactly. it'd be quite nice to, yeah, experience something a bit different. I know I did like one day and that one day felt like, oh, my God, it was just so like very much needed. And like even today, I was already thinking like, hmm, I get paid on the first. I was like, I can book something like mid-February. I could be back at another staycation. You know, I can do something. So we'll see if if we'll do another one, which I kind of hope we do. Plus, I paid for that trip, which I felt very proud of because, you know, usually my fiance pays for that stuff. But this time I was like, nope. Denise has got money. She can pay. So since it's my money and he's not going to complain with what I spend my money on. So I can be like, hey, like pack your bags. We're going on another staycation. He ain't going to complain because it's my money. <laughs> and also the the power of social media and the power of, of what an influencer you are. I genuinely thought you spent the whole day at the beach. Like the way that it was all framed. I was like, Did he, wow, Denise spent the whole day at the beach. I'm so happy for her. No, you know, it's funny. I was posting pictures of me on my trip. <laughs> I was already at home. <laughs> and it looked like I was there for like two full days. I wasn't. <laughs> I took extra clothes to take extra pictures around the Airbnb house. So like those pictures, I like took numerous pictures so that I could have something like for the extra day to post. But in reality, like I was there like one night. That's so funny because like my wife was like scrolling through Instagram and she's like, she scrolled past your picture of the beach. And I was like, oh, look, Denise is at the beach. That's so nice. Oh, your wife has Instagram? Yeah, yeah. She's on Instagram. Oh, I'll look for her afterwards. She doesn't do a she doesn't do a lot on there, I don't think, but oh, okay. she she is on there. She going she sort of follows people for like inspiration and and oh, sort of I'll ask your I'll ask you for her username on the DMs. 
<laughs> yeah, on the DMs, on the, on the, the, on the down low. Yes. Um, I mean, so it's the Rumble this weekend, so I don't suppose you've got any other plans outside of just watching the Rumble. But uh, are you watching it with your fiancé, or is it just you on your lonesome? Just me and my fiancé. He's going to come over, watch the Rumble. We're going to do that. And then Saturday, probably just chill, watch movies. Nothing really major this weekend. What about you? Yeah, I don't think we've got much on. Like, We've got some like house stuff that we may try and do. But like, So we've got our um, our door number. So I may try and uh, drill that uh, at the weekend, put that up. So we got, cause like we are. Oh, you're going to see you drill. Oh, dude, I'm quite a handy man. Like I, um, I put up shelves and stuff. I'm, I'm so like our friends are also moving into a new build and the house that they had previously was kind of like already done for them. So they were like, yeah, we want to like do stuff, but we may have to like, you know, bring in some handy men to do it. And I was like, no, either A, do it yourself or B, I'll do it. Pay me. I'll put up some shelves. I've got, I've got all the equipment and stuff. I've got drills and that. Wow. I need you in my life, Luke. <laughs> I can't put anything up. Wait, what do you need putting up? Like if I need anything that needs to be built, I won't do it. What, why? So I was telling Adam this when we did the show together because he was asking me why I don't play board games. And I was oh, like, yeah. I don't like to read the instructions. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I don't like to build stuff because I don't like to read the instructions. Yeah, okay. I think that, that's that's fair. It might I mean, because I loved Lego when I was a kid. So like when you get IKEA, IKEA just feels like big Lego. So I'm 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 all down for it. I hate Legos. Like I like I can't build Legos. Like when I had Legos as a kid, I would just like free ball it and do whatever. But like that's still building Lego. Like that's still you know, no, that, you that's know being involved in Lego. Have the little book though, and you have to build the specific thing. I can't Jeez, that's the that's the beauty of Lego. Is the and that's like the, the the Lego movie. That's kind of like its theme. That's its message. You can follow the instructions, or you can be free to build whatever you want. It's the beauty I of Lego. The Lego movie. Oh, dude, it's so much fun. It's great. Oh, man, I'm missing out. So it turns out I, I, I wasn't doing Legos completely wrong. <laughs> also, and I, and I do hate to be this guy, but I will correct you. It, Lego is the plural of Lego. Like it, So it, Legos is not a thing. Lego is a plural. Legos is not a thing? No, no, it's the it's called Lego. Like a piece of Lego is it uh, like a piece of Lego has a name, and then the plural of that is Lego. What? Yeah, Lego Lego does not need an S on it. I'm just learning that this my whole entire <laughs> life. I've been running around saying I'm gonna go get some Legos. Yeah, and you know what? It's it's you Americans. It's you Americans that bastardized it. Is it really an American thing? It's an American thing. Yeah, Legos. Well, is no an wonder no one corrected me. <laughs> now you know how many times i've said in public legos with an s and no one said anything it's because every other america's like yeah cool legos that's what they're called <laughs> oh man well thank you for educating me yeah you're welcome i didn't want to be that guy i don't you were saying it every like, he kept saying legos and i was like no oh, don't don't correct her you don't need to correct her it's it doesn't it doesn't matter it's fine please do because you know how many times i've said a word and it's like not the way you say it and then oh, like and like sitcom yeah exactly <laughs> like sitcom i used to always say valentines but oh, valentines that's a good one i just started saying valentines like last year because i was getting called out everywhere for it i would be like oh what are you gonna do for valentines and i'd be on the air like what are you gonna do for valentines always <laughs> no one ever corrected me so my entire life i was saying it wrong 
but it also kind of like sounds like it's right because it's a time of the year and that that time of the year is valentine's and then i've recently been overthinking how to say halloween i was like is it halloween or halloween oh right well i mean if it was halloween that would be with an e also uh, i think they're german might be austrian there's a metal band that's called halloween that's what i I, uh add to what i would know them as so it's like halloween like i just feel like i've never emphasized the hollow part (laughs) i always say like hello like hello Yeah, I was I was gonna say, like, I've been doing the show with you for quite a while now. I've, and when we did the Halloween, like we were doing stuff over Halloween, I didn't notice you say Halloween weird. So I wouldn't I wouldn't overthink that one. I think you're okay with that. Yeah. So I've been practicing that. I've been practicing pizza. Pizza. Yeah. I used to say pizza, like peak. <laughs> yeah. So pizza or something. So I've been practicing saying like Pete, like the name pizza. Yeah, yeah. So that's hey, what it is I, too. As a Brit, um, one of the things that I get wrong quite a bit, like, and actually that that's kind of one there is like, it always sounds like I'm ending things with Ks rather than Gs. Like, so sometimes it sounds like I'm saying wrong rather than wrong. Um, yeah. So I just like enunciate on the, the G and like, uh, or something rather than, because I, I got like something. And it sounds like I'm saying something rather than yes. something. Right. I'm, I'm quite bad for that. I get a lot of comments about it. people like, your enunciation is terrible on certain words. Like when uh, AJ Styles, like he would say uh, stink instead of sting. Stink, you're wrong. Yeah, that's exactly how I feel. Like I, I do the same. Like there's so many times where I'm talking about sting and I have to really yeah. emphasize the ng or if not, it sounds like I'm saying stink. Yeah, I, I we did um, a video on Parts of Unknown that was like, uh, it was Survivor Series Memories and I the the you know the the survivor series memory that we were talking about was um the the Montreal screw job. I said one of the most important things to learn about the Montreal screw job is that Vince was wrong. And like I hear it back and I'm like, oh man, I sound like such an idiot. <laughs> That's happened to me so many times. I did a video today and I published it and everything, and I didn't even say the word challenge right. A word that I've said right my entire life, all of a sudden it came out like really weird. And then I did another video that people were saying I said triple H, but it sounded like purple H. I don't know. <laughs> and I didn't even realize it until the comment section started saying something. And I was like, what? I didn't oh, yeah. realize it. And if you make those mistakes, the comment section, uh, they'll they'll point it out to you. Like we did our um, our best of like uh, pay-per-views. I apparently in the video, I said uh, WWE revolution instead of AEW revolution. And like every comment is just like, I didn't know WWE had a pay-per-view called revolution. Luke, you said WWE. It's not, uh, that was an AEW show. And like, it, what winds me up about that is there were two other people on that show. They didn't correct me. <laughs> like, have a pop at them as well it's not just me that got it wrong no one corrected me on it but it just happens sometimes because your brain is thinking so fast you don't catch what you said like in your head you were thinking AEW so you thought you said AEW but you did it and that happens all the time the other one I used to trip over a lot because like reading off an auto cue when doing green screen stuff is non-compete clause and I would always say non-complete clause or like (laughs) non-complete cause non-complete <laughs> i mean it it's, could it's, be incomplete non-complete exactly yeah it was just like sasha banks has got her non-complete cause and i'm like oh my god like it's non-compete clause oh my god i'm gonna try to see if you if we mess up but you know what the words <laughs> once you realize you mess up on something those are the words you like hyper focus on oh yeah i i, I did it once in a video and i've never done it again 
Uh, or I once did like early doors of, of WrestleTalk. I once said that CM Punk's title reign was 343 days rather than 434 days. And people let me know. Yep. Trust yeah. me. People will let you know when you make a mistake and yeah. then you're just looking like so dumb and you just have to take yeah, yeah. it. There's nothing you can quite do. Right. Exactly. And quite rightly so, because it was a mistake and it was good to let me know. But I got, you know, it's, there, there are certain times when I make a mistake in a video and when you see like 20 comments that have pointed out the mistake, I'm like, I just read the comments. Surely like one person, if they've noticed a mistake, check the comments. Has anyone else mentioned this? Oh, they have. Yes. I don't need to add to that. No, people still add to it. Like in my in my YouTube channel, I remember what I would talk about Ellen DeGeneres. Apparently, I would say Alan with an A, and people were like, I, I, "Her name is not Alan; it's Ellen." I would say Ellen. Me like, too, but I, it's I, not. It's, it's people are like saying it the same way. No, it's like Alan and then Ellen. Dude, that's you're saying the same thing. You're saying like the, you're saying the same word twice. No, watch Alan with an A. Ellen with an E. <laughs> it sounds the same to me. Okay, well, it sounds, either way, people were really upset at me, okay? And then there was people that said that I would say Taylor Swift instead of Swift without pronouncing the W. And I was like, I'm just talking really fast. But I would get those messages on my YouTube channel and people would like tear me apart. All right. Well, anyway, let's get out of here. Uh, thank you, as always, Denise. And thank you, everyone, for listening to this show. Uh, we have got Randy and Pete up tomorrow with the SmackDown review. And then Ali and I will be here on Monday with the Royal Rumble review. The road to WrestleMania 2021 officially begins. We're getting fans for it this year. So it's time to be excited. Thank you all so much for listening. Take care. I love you. Goodbye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.